Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. Uh, I, I wish somebody paid me quarter million dollars to make a post. Yeah, I, I probably could find somebody who would. I'm just not sure you'd want to do what the post is. Heck, I, I'd even... I, I'd I'd build a whole dang hundred yard fence if I got a hundred or two hundred fifty thousand a post. The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. <laughs> Hello, Modern Jeepers. Mattson from Medical here, and welcome to episode number 186 of the Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. First, let me say thank you to all of you who listened to last week's episode about the future of Moab. Your support is super important, and we appreciate each and every one of you who took the time to share your story with the powers that be. This week, we wander all over the world of Jeeping, including wandering through Corey's shop where Rockstar Jeep Girl's new JL is getting fully outfitted. We talk off-road expo, Corey's new rigid power tools accessory, the ladies off-road network, navigating the closed roads of Death Valley, snow on the San Juans, and so much more. If you wonder at times for this episode, what the F are these guys doing? You can watch the full show at youtube.com slash modern cheaper. As always, we're extremely grateful to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Bestop, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. By the way, if you like this episode, we'd be so grateful if you subscribed to the pod, told your friends about it, and gave a good review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Now, sit back, relax with the cold one, and enjoy episode number 186 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, this is another episode of the Modern oh, Jeeper Show with me, Madsen from Metal Cloak, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, this is a little different for you. You're not sitting in a chair. You're not sitting in a hotel. You're, you're standing in a shop. I am. I'm actually in my garage. Um, and of course, it's it's Tuesday afternoon. We got a bunch of parts for Jesse's Jeep um, on Friday. And we actually have some friends uh, here from Tennessee that that are all about working on her Jeep. Um, so yeah, they're kind of in mid front end right now. Um, the front end's completely apart. The rear end is already done. The lift's already installed in the rear. Um, next, of course, is uh, some ARS stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, here. I'll let's uh, switch the camera around for our YouTube folks so they can kind of see what uh, what they're working on right now. They're they're putting in the uh, tie rod and drag link, and it's been. Uh, it's been a project. I didn't expect these guys to show up and and work uh, for for three days. Wow. But um, you know what? I'm not going to say no. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I noticed you're not working. I noticed, is this just all about them working for you, and not you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's worked out really well. Uh, no, actually, we've had about three days of rain, and um, they came out here to wheel. They make a trip once a year, and, and this has kind of become an, an annual thing. They come out here a few days before my birthday, and they, they blame it on me having a birthday as to, to what we're actually doing this week. You know, last, last year, I think we spent it in Moab and um, got to do a little bit of wheeling in Moab and whatnot. But um, this year, they've, they've shown up, and uh, we had three days of rain, so... We had this project uh, sitting in the garage, and it, it just so happens that uh, these guys are also pretty handy. You know, Moose owns his own shop uh, in Tennessee, and um, uh, Bryce has done some work for him. and And it's been it's been a great three days of rain because we've basically hung out in the garage, and and got some some stuff done that needed to get done. So today's our first nice day. We actually 
I can't really show you the San Juans just because they're so far away, but there's a lot of snow. There's a lot of snow in the San Juans. I took them out this morning. We went up Yankee Boy Basin and we couldn't get all the way to the, the Yankee Boy Trailhead. It was cold. It was about 40 degrees this morning. All of everything above about 10,000 feet is white capped. Wow. So, yeah, there was about three inches of snow on, on Engineer Pass behind me. Way back there in the distance, you might be able to see some, uh, some snow-capped mountains. But, yeah, and, and, of course, today it's, it's, well, it's 65, which is kind of where we'll be, I think, now for the next few months. I don't think it's going to get a whole lot warmer than this. Surprisingly, there are still a ton of people out and about uh, on vacations, wheeling. There's more people out of your today than, than I've seen time up there it it's really kind of i don't know i i thought back to work in the summer but i guess not <laughs> no nobody goes back to work what are you talking about no don't you have any heard nobody's actually working. nobody goes back to work nobody's working right now like if you have a job you're like you know you must be obsessed with something it's like it's like the cult of those who are employed <laughs> <clears throat> only cultists work well it is it is uh interesting because you know what what we do for fun and what we do for our 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 work are are very uh, very similar. Of course, it's kind of the all jeeps all the time thing, um, which you know that's if that's what you're passionate about, uh, that's kind of where we're at. So, so I'm gonna switch over. We're gonna go from me walking around with my phone to back sitting at our our regular desk. Our, our regular programming. Um, so for our listeners, there may be a little bit of a, a blip here. Well, Gary can fix it. As we, <laughs> as we join over. There we go. She's so nice when she's And in, so in a nice. flip of a second, a little bit of magic, you're here. That's Fantastic. right. That's right. Look at that. Well, see, now we're not looking at her nose anymore. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um like I said, it's been... It's been a busy the last three days with all the rain we've had. And of course, here we were stuck inside, pouring down rain outside, and you were in Pomona at a Jeep event. Now, how odd is this? It's like a role reversal thing. Right? I mean, I was at something. I was actually doing something and talking to people. It's kind of it's kind of funny. Giving away posters and signing my autograph and yeah. Did really. you have a poster like Greg Cottrell? Yeah, oh, you know, I really, I should, I should do the poster. We thing. need to make air fresheners so we can have you everywhere we go. That's right. right. I'll just be like, you know, with my post, you know, my air freshener. Bye, you just stand on now. your Jeep and, you know, lean into it. <laughs> it is funny though, because we did, you know, bond your events had this little form you could fill out. And on that form, you could put like the products that you're promoting and new stuff and any celebrities coming to your booth. Well, I was the first one to kind of go to the forum and go, well, nobody's filled it out yet. I'm going to do it. So I put myself down 11 to noon on Saturday and, uh, and noon to one on, on Sunday, I was there in the booth as the co-host of the modern cheaper show, signing, signing posters. Not of me. It is also interesting being at a, at a primary Jeep and off-road event, giving away Dodge Ram posters because we had these big posters made that promoting our, our game shooter suspension systems. There were a few guys like, oh yeah. Oh, Ram. No, thanks. Sorry. Like they're, you know, Chevy guys or Ford guys or something, you know, <laughs> but hey, Rockstar Cheap Girl, Jesse, we didn't get to introduce you earlier because it was just Corey and I. Well, so, I was on the floor, you know, well, I, and I, I'm pretty impressed that you're parts. like, you're man, wait, you're manhandled in a, in a, in a wife beater tank top. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the tie rod's pretty freaking heavy. Man. Who was manhandling who in that, in that, in that shot? Yeah, I, I noticed you went up there and got it yourself, though. I noticed it wasn't like the guys w- going and grabbing it for you. You were the one handing it to them to put in. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's kind of it is kind of interesting, and and um, you know we we're around suspension stuff so often that um, it's kind of fun to just and and so this is our the first JL two liter turbo install kit that I've actually even seen uh, yeah. personally. So. Wow. I got to, I got to hand it to the guys at Metal Cloak once again. You know, I think it's funny. Our, 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 what we think of when we say, well, I'm going to, this, I'm going to have to install this full suspension system on this Jeep and it's going to take me a month and I'm going to have to have a lift. And I got to tell you guys, it's, it's a lot simpler than that. 
Um, you just got to get the steps down. You've got to read the instructions. If yes. you do it in order, it makes it sense. It won't take you very long. If you do everything in order, it will fit. Everything will be lined up. You won't have to um, align anything big time if you do it right. Yeah, I mean, measurements are already there for starting points for an alignment type of situation with, with caster, toe in, toe out, all of that kind of stuff. With adjustable control arms, a lot of, th I think, people freak out. They they don't read all the way through it. They just put in some some ends and they go, I don't know, now i got to take it to an alignment shop. And man, it drives really horrible. Well, it shouldn't be that bad out of the box. Um Again, if you follow the instructions, it's it's pretty straightforward. And this is, I mean, I was looking at the kit. This is a three and a half inch game changer kit, and I'm looking for the brake lines. And 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 Christian Moose um, was like, "Yeah, not on these kits. Don't require them." And that that was new to me. I'm like, "Oh, the factory brake lines are long enough." And I know that freaks out a lot of people because they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, no, I got to crack the brake lines and replace those, and it's a big mess, and I don't know what I'm doing." And it's actually not very difficult, but in these newer kits with these newer Jeeps, man, it's pretty straightforward. There's nothing, there's nothing surprising in there. It just takes time and you have to, you have to be a little bit of methodical about it, read through the directions and then go back and start. Don't read them through the first time as you're starting to install one of these kits. No. That's not, that's not healthy. And it helps that Moose, Moose <laughs> has done it so many times. He has perfected every step in making it so easy and i both of us wanted to jump in and learn more about the jl because we've never installed a lift hands-on from scratch yeah from scratch on a jl so it's very eye-opening now i know i have more tips on what to look for when people are on the trailer too so yeah there's well, a lot of things that's very cool but your point about reading the instructions you know the reason there's a reason why our instructions are available immediately like you don't have to wait uh, there's some companies, I don't know, they may have changed their website, but I remember before looking at like, oh yeah, you have to contact them for a code to be able to get into the instructions because right. they're hidden. To you know, it's like, what? No, because we want you to look, one, we want you to read through the instructions, go, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Two, our instructions include the tool list and the things you're going to need. So go get that stuff right away, right? Get ready for it. Don't, don't start going through and go, oh, shoot, I didn't know I needed a 1736 drill bit for putting right. in my Halfway body Halfway through armor. your install. And now you're going to wait like three days trying to source one, find one, get one right. sent to you. Yeah. And, and so, it's, but putting in order, I remember, you know, there have always been shops that have called up. We have a problem, blah, 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 right? I, I did an install and, you know, my shop charged me 24 hours for doing the something that you guys said takes eight hours. Well, it's because, yeah, it took them that long because they didn't follow the instructions. They thought yep. they knew better right? It's, it's not that way. Follow the instructions, do things well, step and, by step. And, and, and more often work. than not, our listeners understand they've worked on Jeeps before. We're also tearing into a Jeep that's got 3000 miles on it. Like it is all the, the, the nuts and bolts. There's no it's rust. It's pretty nice. Everything's to to really simple. Everything so yeah, um, <laughs> we all know what it's like working on that guy's Jeep that hasn't serviced it in 10 years, if ever. And yeah, things are going to take a little bit longer. And when the, when the owner of the Jeep who doesn't, hasn't worked on their own things before kind of goes, Hey, this took, how come this took twice as long and you're going to charge me more money? Because there, there is that issue where you got to start cutting parts off and things like that, or re-engineering the parts that were already installed, maybe incorrectly or another brand stuff. And yeah, it can get into a real, real big project really fast. You can, yeah. depending on what the Jeep is. But here's the thing. Every time that we had a question, we've dialed the number. Yeah, yeah. It's Guess pretty what? cool. It turns they out the guys at Metal Cloak will answer even our questions right now. They pick up the phone, and it, it could be just a, a sentence God, or two. I, uh -huh. and, and it's like, yep, yeah, that's what that is. Okay, thanks. See, Click. see, the guys aren't reading the memos. I told them not to stop answering calls from you guys I mean, like, well we're that see that's why i had to bring in friends from out of state so they don't recognize the well, what, what oh, moose oh, oh. has done so, he, so he what you did is you set up your, your your phone number to be blocked so they don't actually know what you're calling right uh, right, right. right. Like, oh right. crap game this is game in the system jeez yes. <laughs> so talk well, a little bit about pomona how yeah. how was um you know last this was a, the back to the old location after right. skipping last year and then skipping covid year so, so last week you were honest about Palo Duro, 
And uh, I, I'm going to be honest about, about Off-Road Expo. So um, 2019 was the last year we were there. Now, Off-Road Expo has gone through some ownership changes over the years, right? And uh, it was family, family events, events have, right? Yeah. It was family events. Now it's Bond Year. Bond Year is a multinational, massive organ- company that does events around the world. So they really know events and they're, it's a good company. They take care of us people from what I understand, because people really hustle and bustle when they're doing events. If you haven't done events from the other side, right? Like doing trade shows and things, there's a lot that goes into it. So I will say that people, the people were awesome, right? Dealing with them. Awesome. I was of course behind on a couple of deadlines because I was like, Oh geez, you know, they had emails going to the wrong email address, whatever they took care of us. Event hype is the company that does all of their, um, all of their uh, exhibitor services, like power drops, carpeting, all that kind of stuff. Awesome people to work with. Bon year, the people there were great. Melissa, our rep, was outstanding. There, the challenge was that this is the this will be our third year. That's like a three year hiatus, right? So, 2019, we did the event. Leading into 2019, there was a general expectation. There was a general feeling amongst vendors that the group had been doing such a great job promoting the event, family events in particular, that a lot of people were coming for the excitement of the event that weren't necessarily coming because they wanted to see a vendor about off-road products. There was a lot of attractions that were taking place. Yeah. During the event. Yeah, exactly. So you had a lot of people coming, a lot of families coming huge, huge crowds. Right. But and that huge crowds that started at nine and went all the way until five o'clock or six on Saturday, five o'clock on Saturday, constant flow of people, not necessarily your target audience, not necessarily your buyers, but great overall for the industry. I think lots and lots of people coming through. We didn't see that as much this year. So it was a two day event, Saturday and Sunday. It, it didn't start getting building busy inside of, inside of building forward at till about 10, 10 30. That went to about 2.30 or so, and then it started dying off. So on both days, you had about two to three hours where it was just kind of like, hey, where is everybody, right? So, but during that period of time, and me talking to other different vendors, it was the same. It was the same, like we were, during that period of time from 10.30 to 2.30 or 10 to 3, whatever, it was busy, packed, lots of people coming through. But that time before and the time after, it was just kind of dead. So there's lots of reasons and people can put a lot of information on it. But another factor that was interesting was that there were a lot of vendors that weren't necessarily there, right? Uh, Raceline wasn't there. Milestar wasn't there. Um, you know, some of these vendors that we, we know just, just chose not to go this year. And it was more noticeable in the buildings because when we first started going to Offroad Expo in the first few years there, building four, five, and six, which are the first three main buildings. Yeah. Um, we're in building four. It's the biggest building. And then you had five and six are next to it. Plus all the aisles out there were full, like cars everywhere, tons of stuff to see, sand cars, Jeeps, trucks, whatever, all, all kinds of, of builds. Yeah. Racing L- stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Lots of stuff outside, lots of stuff <clears throat> inside. Everything's full. Building four, full all the way. This year, there was a whole section, probably the back quarter of building four was pipe and draped off. So pipe and drape for those no events, that's your straight straight up rails the metal rails with black and white drape on it to kind of separate off sections and separate off booths well they put pipe and drape all across to close off a whole section so literally about a quarter of the building was empty then building five was totally empty and building six was about had about two-thirds in there and about a third of it was it was empty so a lot less vendors than we would have expected um it could be related to prices i mean prices have definitely gone up uh, the cost to do stuff has gone up. Um, the cost to be there, the cost of hotels, everything's gone up. Marriott Bonvoy now owns the Sheraton, there, oh. which it still has a big Sheraton logo, but it's part of the Marriott Bonvoy. Marriott branding, yeah. Uh, right, Marriott branding. So, you know, there's things like the restaurant didn't have a buffet, breakfast buffet, and you go into the restaurant, it was, it was, uh, you know, here you go in, you're in the morning, you're trying to go in to get in and you have breakfast before you have to go do the show. We ended up going to Denny's off-site because it's a half hour wait just to sit down. And it wasn't because they were busy. It's because they don't have staff, right? It's like anything. There's no staffing. So they can't have, they can't have the whole restaurant full because they only have one or two servers and their server can't handle a huge section, right? We had the same thing. We went down to Olive Garden for, for lunch on Friday afternoon after we did set up. Mike and I did set up on Friday 
again, the guys from Event Hype were great. And I'll talk about that in a second. But we go down to Olive Garden. Nobody's in there. There's maybe two tables. Two of us coming in. We were told it was a 10-minute wait. And there's like, it places virtually empty. Is everybody but because they just don't, they just don't have, they just don't have oh, um, wow. the staff to serve this other community. So we went and sat at the bar. And even then I said, well, can you sit at the bistro tables? No, no, no. He's got to be at the bar because they wanted the bartender just to be able to serve us across the oh, bar sure. as opposed that to having. That sounds to... like two years ago that we encountered. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that happening in like... California still. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like it was two years ago. For wow. Yeah. It was down, down in SoCal. It was so weird. So, yeah. so yeah. So that was kind of what it was like. I will say it was interesting for us because we usually do black carpet. The guys over at Event Hype didn't have any black carpet, so they did this new this plastic flooring that kind of snapped together. The, I saw the checkered board uh, yeah. race. I, I think of it as a race flooring. Right. Um, it's kind of a race you flooring. You see it in garages and stuff. Yeah. Very comfortable to walk on. It's open, airy, so there's no so the dirt falls through, right? So very comfortable, very clean, easy to use, easy to walk on. Not compatible with a Jeep on 40s trying to go and, and work around on it. Like, literally... We parked the Jeeps on on Thursday night in there, came back Friday morning, had our breakfast stuff, came out. I went to move Cloak 3, our big JQ with the Hemi. And of course, when you have we have that thing in reverse and you have it in four low, you fight the brake on it, right? So I'm That's fighting right. the brake on it. I get a little bit of movement. I tear up the plastic. Like it moves all over the place. So I had to pull it off. Just the front tires gripped a little bit as the rear tires and are going. And just wants to spin the whole it, flooring out. The yeah. floor, whole flooring gets all messed up. So we have to rebuild the flooring. That's fine. So I went <laughs> to the guys. I said, well, hey, lo- love the flooring. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, good, good, good. I have a problem, though. I need to put this Jeep up on a 32-inch stand to show off the product. Right. I don't think my stand's going to stay in place as I'm trying to drive up it when I'm putting a 32-inch putting his 40 inch tire up on this thing. I don't think it's going to stay in place. That's just kind of slick. So, Hey, well, no problem. We'll come out and help you. So three of their guys came out to help and to kind of like, they were going to help us go on, figure out how to make it happen. Uh, they brought out some runners, some carpet runners so we could run on the carpet and not mess with the plastic. Really cool. Ultimately we said, you know what? I hate to do this cause I know it can flex on, but let's just forklift it. So they pulled out the forklift. They lifted up the tire that we put it under the stand, dropped it down. Basically, Awesome, awesome guys. They got I gave them some hats and some stickers for the help, but that's ultimately how we displayed it out there. Now, the fun part was when we took it down. Right. Uh, there's a video that exists that is probably will not hover no make it to public because it could be maybe some blackmail on it. But you basically imagine you've got the rig and you're starting to roll down it, right? You're going to roll down it, and you know, you got we went ahead and put the ramp on it. As I'm starting to roll down, basically the tire rotated the ramp went backwards. So the ramp shot back about five feet as a, as basically the rig's not going forward at all. It's just going down. Tires just going down ramp shooting out. (laughs) So we cleared out. I mean, we thought that might happen. So the guys were smart about it, but yeah, it doesn't that, that great flooring. So good. Overall, it was a great event. We had fun, saw a lot of people, you know, over the years, there have been customers that have come out there who have built their rigs on going there and doing that show special that we do. Oh, just yeah. there, no other yep. place for there. Every year, showing up and saying, "Okay, this year it's time for bumpers. Now it's time right. for skid plates. Now it's time yeah. for suspension. Now it's time for this." And built their rig over the years. Mm-hmm. It was great meeting, meeting them, having many of them come by and mm-hmm. and and seeing us again for the first time because it's been what almost three years. And and that's just it was just awesome. So I had a lot of fun there. Had a lot of fun meeting people, talking to them, um, meeting some new people, new vendors, new companies, uh, being next to our buddies from Rockside Engineering, uh, being next. PRP had a massive 20 by 40 inch booth. And so seeing cool. Aaron out there and all his people, it was good. It was a good event overall. Well, you know, and it's, um, and, and, and Jesse and I were, we had some conversations in the last week about events and it's, you know, it, it, we talked about this before. It's an evolution, right? I mean, there's an evolution of everything in the industry and events evolve. They change ownership perspectives change. And the people that go to events um, have a different there's still a lot of people out there that want to go to an event they want to buy. And mm-hmm. an example is like Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. They go to that event. They know there's going to be show deals. They're going to take product with them from the event. There's the other side of, of the events where people want to go and they want to look. 
they want to touch and they want to feel, mm -hmm. but they're still okay. They want to order online or they want to have it shipped to them or they have a, a, a buddy that, that it has a shop and he'll buy from them or whatever that case may be. I think the two are still evolving and people are going to events and they're not sure what to expect yet because I do feel like manufacturers cannot, especially a company like, uh, like us with Metal Cloak, we'd have to, you know, people ask us all the time, well, how come you didn't bring any product? Well, I'd have to bring a semi and then what you want is not going to be what I have in the truck. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's easier for us to ship you exactly what you need. And I think a lot of manufacturers are realizing, Hey, to take a truck and a huge trailer across the country and, you know, four wheel parts has done that for so many years, but we're seeing fewer mm -hmm. of those trucks now at events. It turns out shipping did come back to life. Is it extremely expensive for all, for everybody to ship anything? Yeah. But again, it's a, it's a matter of convenience and, and who wants to go to a show and buy a bumper and then carry it around? I, right. I'm still confused about that. Right. Um, it, it is interesting how many people bring product um, and versus how many, like, we just, we do free shipping anyway. So why are we going to do that? Right. And we're just right. going to take orders. And that's the only show that we consistently take orders at. Right. Um, any other show you come by with us. Yeah. If you're really nice, we might give you a discount code. That's good that day only. Right. But um, for the most part, we don't. This is a show that we sell at. Um, we only had a team of four down there, myself and three others. Um, and usually it's about, that was about half our crew. So just to give you an idea of the flow there, that was about half our usual crew that we take down there. And that was plenty. Like four guys handled it fine. So uh, whereas we could be busy in the past, like the year you were there, right? Oh, the last yeah, time you was, and Jesse were there, there yeah. was no stopping. It was go, go, it was go. No, nuts. No, and we, we, you know, and that was, that is a selling show for us. So we'll take orders and, and try to get people into what they're needing to, to purchase. Um, I, I got to tell you, this last week, I'm, I'm still, and I mentioned it when, we, when I was outside, um, just going up into your ray today, there's snow in the mountains. Let me repeat that. It's cold here. There's snow in the mountains. And travel's becoming an issue, and it has not stopped people. You know, I, we ran into M&H um, uh, Towing. My, my buddy Price's company was coming by with one of the tow trucks this morning, and uh, they just recovered a car just up the road from us out here. It went off the road in the mud in the rain. And, and this is like on a regular dirt road, people aren't paying as much attention. And I, I get it. They watched the YouTube video. So now they're expert drivers, um, <laughs> right? It's, it's the, the amount of traffic that we saw on a Tuesday morning up into the high country, as high as we could go. We didn't go over like Imogene pass or anything like that. There's, there's a lot of snow up there. A couple of days, it'll probably melt. It'll be fine. But there's snow and mud and there's some erosion already taking place from some of these heavy rainstorms. People aren't being careful. People, we saw, I'm like, oh, we have the trifecta coming up the road and we're in a four wheel drive section, a Yankee boy basin. The first guy is in a little Toyota SUV. The next guy's in a Mercedes Benz station wagon SUV. And then we had a Lexus G470 behind him. Wow. We're in all, all of us are at least on 37 inch tall tires, which is overkill for that road. But there's erosion, there's snow on the road, there's mud and a lot of rock. And these guys are in passenger car tires and then they can't figure out why and they ignore the sign that says high clearance four wheel drive only. And you still see them. The guy probably just thought it was, it was probably what says high yeah. clearance high. and I have four wheels. Mm -hmm. right it wasn't high clearance they don't know what high clearance for wi-fi they just no. they just they're they were high first yeah they were high, they were high. yeah so, something's so, high and, yeah. and they, they were they could see clearance <laughs> they can see clearance clear water they're playing playing clearance clear water revival Creedence, clear water yeah, yeah I, it was, it's just and then, I don't and, then know. and then they got and then yeah and now and they have four wheels i have four wheels you have four wheels i yeah we should be fine it's all wheel drive it's good that's enough if all of them are turned in i mean what more do you need right right I just, I don't know. I felt like it was a little bit like summertime almost again. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, the weather's now bad. We're, we are in Colorado's high country and oh, but the leaves are changing. And so that draws every other person that didn't come to Colorado during the summertime. Now they have to go take a picture of the aspen trees changing because that's what you do, right? You take pictures of the colors because... But they're getting in the places they should not be to do no, it. No, no. 
Yeah, but there's always it turns guys out that recover. Some of our, our roads get really muddy and it's four wheel drive and they get stuck too. Price they takes tri- up the road and price takes triple A, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean just it's it's triple A. It's like that's why I got triple A. It's like yeah. you know what I, the, the let's get face it, the reason for insurance is to make up for our own stupidity. <laughs> I mean, wh- why pay for insurance if we're just gonna like not have any problems ever? Like we're just gonna be, you know, smart all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. You don't need insurance. We're definitely uh, asleep at the wheel yeah, today. I, well, so, and I mean, so since you've been gone and in this last week, you know, Florida, Tampa Bay area, like Fort Myers Beach area, right? devastated. People are right. dying. And now people are wanting to point the fingers and say, how come they didn't tell us we should have left sooner? <laughs> when they didn't even well, leave at all. Let, uh, let, listen, let's, we don't even want to get political, but you know, absolutely, that there were going to be people they're going to foment and blame against the governor. It's all the governor's fault. Yes. Uh, now, my mom, for example, my mom lives right? in Clearwater. She moved there um, just last year. Yeah, that was right. Clearwater is right outside of Tampa area, right, and it's that whole region, which was just north of where the direction was going. Well, she got a, a they got a um, evacuation order. Mm-hmm. My mom and a few of her neighbors said, "Yeah, no, like." Mm-hmm. My mom went to her neighbors. Her neighbors were younger. Some people you know, who, quote, unquote, are smart people and said, yeah, we're not going. So she's like, all right, I'll just hang out with you guys. Now, she lives in a single wide, right? Nice single wide she picked up for cheap and has done a bunch of work on it right on the water. It's a beautiful area, right? On, you know, she could see dolphins swimming out her back window, whatever. I mean, you can't, can't have something better. But it, it is still a mobile home. It's still a single wide, right? You know, you and, and so I'm getting these calls. Like, she's there. She's finally like, Okay, so then a little prayer here, a prayer there. That, and it ultimately it missed them. But mm-hmm. you, if it had gone right through there, like that's another old mobile home park. Yeah, well, Born that's why the they water. call them mobile homes. I mean, yeah, they're they're <laughs> yeah, yeah glider ability, homes. They go yeah. where the wind blows. The ability for them to be <laughs> displaced. Displaced. Um, but you know, yeah. it's funny. It's a funny moving from California out there. You don't think about that, right? And then mm-hmm. we're watching it follow the potential flow of this one was going to go up through georgia to tennessee and it was like like if you could have planned a, a hurricane that was going to take out a bunch of conservative areas right you just go through just like right yeah I mean, we're just gonna you... we're just gonna zigzag across the country and take out a few conservative <laughs> everywhere that gavin newsom of california has put a, a paid for billboards against the the, the local governor take those just out gonna follow that right yeah <clears throat> i like it i like it i mean and the weather is just crazy so we're we're in our, our, our heavy planning stages really of our death Valley trip. And, um, I was just on the park services website this morning. I check every day, uh, to see what status of the park is. And a lot of the main roads in and out of death Valley national park are still closed. Um, so they're, they're working on them. They expect to have them open a couple of them open by, by mid October, but you know, that's, that's not very far away. So um, I know I've had some folks ask, you know, where are we going to start and and that kind of thing. Um, to be honest, I, I have no idea yet. We will be out there in the next couple of weeks and we'll do some some more pre-running. This will probably be another one of those trips where we have not been to these places before just because we can't get to some of these places that are, um, oh, kind of highlights of, of the places that get traveled a bunch. Those roads are still closed. So, yeah, so... Hang, hang tight with us and, and everybody will be getting an email from us. But, um, you know, again, we can't change the weather. The, the mother nature has her own plan. We that's do our really. best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you had this conversation. She, she don't give a rat. She's a little bipolar right now. <laughs> she don't, she don't care about much. She don't yeah. care. No, she don't. She's like, going, <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> you right. guys think you guys think you have something on me. <laughs> I have no idea. And it's, I mean, look at the flooding in Moab and a lot of the businesses in Moab have been inundated with rain and water. And we had, we had pictures just the other day from the same rainstorms that we were getting, they were getting rain too. So I guess my, my point is that uh, hopefully our listeners are respectful. Well, I mean, half the listeners to our podcast are all out in the garage right now working. So yeah. 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 Well, I do want to give a shout out to Ricky, our buddy in, in uh, Jeepers Den out there, because you reached out to him. I reached out to him and I said, yeah, you're probably doing what you do best. And then it's going out and helping other people. And he goes, yeah, they just got back. Him and his wife, both in Jeeps going off and, and doing what they can to help their neighbors and help other people. And 
rescue yeah, people I mean, when necessary. They were posting, hey, we have recovery gear. If anybody needs recovery gear, like, well, the store's open, come down, like, we'll help you out. And yeah. Um, and that's that's what it takes. So that's that's that Jeepers family, right? I mean, that's that's what it it should be about anyway. Right. That's what it should be about. Should be about. It should be about it's, that's what it is in my world. I don't know about I've yours. Got a, I've, I've got a cool new tool and I've had Uh-oh. it for a week, but I didn't get to talk about it uh last week. Okay. So all of us we have um power tools, you know, um DeWalt, Milwaukee, whatever your preferred brand is. Black um, and Decker. Black and Decker, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I have a lot of rigid stuff, and it's Home Depot's brand. It's kind of like Cobalt is Lowe's brand or whatever. But the rigid stuff is, I've got a, I've got a mixture of things. I have some Dewalt stuff. I have some rigid stuff. Well, I've been watching and I've been wanting something that I saw that I think it's uh, Milwaukee was making, but it wasn't quite right. Now we all got a bunch of these batteries, these little mm-hmm. lithium. Lithium-ion batteries, cool. This is a four-amp-hour battery. What I wanted was something I could charge my phone off of. And they came out with one. And not build the reason we want for the phone, overlanding. We yeah, all so so if you're over in your, you're in your tent and you're camping, um, I have a little Goal Zero battery that I can plug our phones into and mm-hmm. charge everything overnight. But it's kind of a big deal. It's, it's a big battery. It's in the way. And it's heavy and that kind of thing. Well, Rigid finally came out with... A, an adapter that actually is also an inverter and it's got a USB-C port and a USB regular-A port and it's 175 um what? yeah 175 watt power inverter so literally in a flashlight and it's got a light on it so this little wow. attachment goes right on top of your battery and that's it now I have an oh, inverter. Oh, so you have your you have a rigid battery with you in order to um, for your power Charge tools. Your phones, all yep. your but now you can use it also to just kind of, oh, that's cool. So I typically throw one of these in if I have my impact gun with me or something like that in a tool bag. And then, of course, the little rigid chargers, you can charge off of, a, of a, your cigarette lighter plug. You can charge them off of AC power. So like the new JLs and the Gladiators, of course, they have an AC plug-in. You can actually charge the batteries off of that. But it's kind of cool. I mean, then there's is there a little, there's a little light on it. Wow! So, so you what's can the see lifetime supposed to be? What's the lifetime on that for that have connected to that battery? So I'm I'm not sure what kind of um, life I'll get on a four amp hour battery, but I I'm guessing it'll charge a couple of our phones no problem. If I was running the AC outlet at 175 watts. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's probably, you know, um, I could do the math. It's going to be probably an hour or something like that, depending on the draw, of course, of the sure. device. I don't know. I'm, I I haven't used it yet. I just, I found it at Home Depot. I've been waiting for them to come in. I got an email from Rigid and it said they had them. And I went to Home Depot and the guy's like, yeah, we don't have anything like that. I'm like, well, you do. here's your website. And it says you do. And so after, you know, an hour and a half of hunting around with the guy, they found a box that had just come in that they hadn't even unloaded yet. And it's 80 bucks. And I had to have my blow dryer on the trail, you know. Yeah. I mean, 80 bucks. And um, I don't know. We'll do a a little review. The the blow driver, not like like five minutes and then it's done. Sucks all the power out. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a lot more wattage than that thing is. Yeah. Yeah, here's so now, the, you uh, need, now you need is your your uh, solar system on top of the Jeep to then recharge those rigid batteries. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there's there's those. actually two of the USB uh, A ports and then one USB C port. This says, well, and of course you can get different size batteries. So there's a five amp hour battery. There's a two amp hour battery. Um, so with bigger batteries, obviously you'll get more life out of them. You know, it, it says it'll charge up a laptop, a camera battery, all that kind of good stuff. So there you go. I'm curious. Was there ever a USB B? No, they went straight to C. They just skipped. They went A and then C. A and C. So nobody ever wanted to say USB B. Yeah, B, B is just above average. You know, C <laughs> is average. A is exceptional. So, uh, yeah. Uh, USB B. <laughs> Oh, there is also known as USB standard B connector. The B style connector is designed for USB peripherals. Ah, that's the little square USB one. That's kind of like about oh, that big for printer well, there you go. peripherals. There you go. So, but obviously, it, because it was called USB B, it didn't catch on. BB. 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 No. BB. Not going to work. Yeah. 
because that's important. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, so you guys went up. You actually did a little bit of of the wheeling today. Kind of went out. So, we how did. long are your friends? Yep. How long are these people around? I just leaving on. People, is it just that people just seem to think that oh, Corey's a nice guy. We're going to show up at his property and. And we'll camp there know, for a week. It'll there. be fine. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. You know, they, and I, I mean, well, and Philip's coming back. He'll be back this weekend. So no, it's, it's, um, it's really cool. And, and it's bringing uh, more whiskey, right? Yeah. Uh, Everybody he, loves hanging out with us. We're just, we're just like that. It's just fun. You know to what you should do is you need to have Philip come out on, uh, on Death Valley and then put him in charge of food. Oh man. Yeah. Like, We've just, talked about that actually. Let's just have him doing tacos every night. He just needs to bring his little smoker, and we need can a just... compact smoker. Dang it! Right? Yeah. Well, they got or the compact. Just, he'll come here for a week. We'll smoke all the meats, and then bring it with us. Just have him do it and throw it in the back of his jeep. He's got nothing better to do out there. He's got to, you yeah, know, right? He's... Well, it's just so hard to find big enough papers to go around the meat. <laughs> smoke so, it all, dang it! You, I mean, you got the small little like uh, the the you know the little grills now, and you got all this stuff. They got to have little, the micro smokers, massive papers. <sighs> what are you doing? I'm smoking this this roast. I'm smoking the roast. That's right, baby. <laughs> this is, you have to use a torch roast at one end. Smoke, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I hate so smoking smoke. It's 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 actually um, you know we 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 don't have company at the house very often, and in fact, in the last. I don't know, five years. We're on the road so much. And it's been really fun this year to have people be able to come to your Ray. Um, they're more than welcome to to hang out here for a couple of days. And um, we get them, you know, we get free help. We, um, you know, later on, they're going to do some, some yard work for me. And, um, <laughs> you know, um, it's like, they take yeah, orders sure, no, very well. No problem. Here's your task list. Right. Yeah. Here's yeah. you show up at the gate. Here's your list. Here's the list. Um, Thanks for giving me you right there. I got you in a sleep inside or outside. It just depends on what list I'm giving you. That's right. Well, everybody was going to sleep outside on this trip. And then after the first two days of pouring down rain. And um, cold. Yeah, yeah, there's some folks on floors and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's totally fine. How many bedrooms do you have? Just two that are like spare bedrooms. Mm. Like actual bedrooms. Yeah. Actual bedrooms. Yeah. Actual bedrooms. Actual bedrooms. Lots of other floor space. There's somebody Lots of floor in the living space. room and yeah. Couches, floor space. There's a workout yeah. room. I mean, you know, even a waterproof tent, a good tent with two, three days of pouring down rain all day. Those, those really nice waterproof tents. Yeah. They still aren't like that cool. Standing no. water. Yeah. No, Cause it's everything gets moist, even though it gets through, it still gets moist. You said moist. Yes. I said moist. The problem is, I'm not moist. I don't know about you. I need a little moisturizer, though. I'm a little dry. Yeah, it's a little dry here. A little moisturizer there and there and there. And, uh, you know, us bald guys got to kind of keep it moisturized. Wax right. Don't, yep. don't want to get don't want to get age spots up here. Right. Yeah, no. Gotta no. In fact, got to got to keep it smelling or feeling like uh, like, you know, I won't say it. <laughs> Well, and even going out this morning, I didn't bring my hat with me, and we get up to some altitude, and the sun came out, and it's, it's um, like burnt. yeah, Insta-burn. it's like insta burn uh, mm. at you know nine ten thousand feet, especially with snow on the peaks glaring down at you. Yeah, everything's right. a little bright and whatnot, but we still have a lot of stuff going on. We have um, Jesse's going over to Moab for the Ladies Off Road Network uh, convention right. next week, some training and whatnot. I'm taking another group from Moab through Colorado, uh, kind of a, 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 a television lifestyle narrative of the history of mining and stuff like that. I get to do so. That's cool. Hey, so yeah. so did that so did that that Moab Expo thing happen last weekend? We I heard a thing. We tried to get it, find information about it, and we could not. So I don't. I think it kind of went away. <laughs> I don't wow. know because um, no one talked about it. No one said anything. They didn't post anything. So didn't see any hmm. pictures. Tried to. We were actually going to go over there and just see what it was like. And then it just we we had just gotten home from Texas, and it was like, okay, I need a need a need a couple of days. And then uh, tried to do a little bit of um, searching just online from her website and whatnot, and and figure it out, and mm-hmm. nothing. So wow. I don't know. Wow, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Very odd. You know, you try to do things and listen, why compete 
you know, figure out your dates. And when you're doing an event, figure out your dates, right? You got to, you can't compete. You can't be a new event and compete against already existing events. Not yeah, Moab. Not, not in, yeah. I mean, yeah, we got Trail Hero this weekend in, in Sand Hollow. And I know a lot of, a lot of folks are heading out there for that. Hopefully they'll have some good weather. But, you know, then the next thing that's coming up and, and Pomona is that staging for what typically is SEMA, uh, right. a lot of those manufacturers. Uh, SEMA will be interesting this year. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to go out there for a few days just because it's uh, kind of an anchor for our Death Valley thing. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. I know that there's been a lot of advertising by SEMA events, um, a lot of push to get people to to come to Vegas. So. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, it, it will be interesting because um, uh, one of the guys came by and just, you know, came by our booth talking about SEMA a little bit. It is, I mean, they're calling it a reset. Like, this is a reset. And so mm -hmm. everything is going to be different, right? And I understand that if you guys, like, if you if those guys didn't make it last year, companies were still able to get their spots or they weren't considered, they didn't have to go back to the bottom of the list as far as um, having tenure um, there. So it was good for them, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. I still think there's a lot of companies who aren't going who've kind of wised up to the fact that being at SEMA didn't, didn't not being at SEMA didn't hurt them. Right. So, I mean, unless you're an international type of manufacturer and you've really got a base in, in global relationships. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's awfully expensive. I mean, to be seen and, and play that game, but right. It, yeah, exactly. If you're really trying to build it up, people do it but it, it is i think maybe you see a lot of the big companies that are you know the vcs <clears throat> the uh the investment bank owned companies out there are going to be out there showing off other products trying to do more trying to set up appointments if you're doing it right you're just setting up appointments all day and meeting with distributors etc just to be there to be there just doesn't make sense to a lot of people but i understand it's going to be considered a reset and they're going to try to do it differently are you guys planning to be out there yeah, we'll be out there for a few days. I, I just talked to Greg at Raceline the other day, and they're even in a, uh, they're in somebody else's booth. And wow. I, yeah, I can't remember the name of the company now, but they'll be down in, in wheels. And, you know, I'm sure Milestar will be out there and, and some of those, those more of a global type of brand. Um, and especially when some of your manufacturing comes from overseas, I think it's important for those companies to, to represent those folks. So. Right. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I understand that I just got an email from SEMA that Pennzoil is going to have some huge. They've always been kind of in back of the Ford booth out front, and so they're expanding their footprint and and going to do more um, again. But it's more of those um, racers, poster signings type of things, Famous which people. I don't know. I guess um, you can go meet cool people, and that's why people go to SEMA. Um, well, than... Emmett Smith's going to be there, so I have to go. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> there is that. You know, it, it is funny because you, you see celebrities go out and do that stuff, and they're trying to push brands and talk with people, and and, and people love seeing celebrities. They love they love meeting people. Um, and I it'd be interested to see what based on what we've seen as a trend this year with different major yes. events and the YouTubers. Who obviously with SEMA is like this year with the YouTubers are going to be, is there going to be a YouTuber cadre going? Is there a YouTuber village? Is there, you know, the YouTuber oh, community? Sure. Are they trying to get through and could, are they getting media passes? Is that how they're showing up or how, you know, how's the, how are the YouTubers mm -hmm. actually getting in? Right. Well, and I sent what you, I sent you guys a link from SEMA that they're having a YouTuber. It's an influencer. That's right of the year award this year and i thought oh who's this going to be to be honest i think no i knew way. i recognized one name and it was kind of obscure but we have to remember that the off-road industry in the automotive world is extremely extremely small right um right so when we think of the youtubers that we know and the influencers that we know yeah these folks uh i looked at a couple of them and they have well over a million followers um and and um they they're they're these are these are branded people who have spent their entire life in the automotive industry either uh making videos developing products all of it they're outstanding photographers when we think of our influencers well this is a little bit different of a, mm -hmm. of, a of a scale so 
yeah, it'll be interesting. But will SEMA evolve and eventually uh, put its arms out and grasp the folks who are making a difference or are bringing people into a lifestyle? I don't know. Who knows? Well, it is it is interesting because you get guys out there, like you said, they're all over the place, right? So many different influencers in so many different areas when it comes to builds, hot rods, the works. We uh, we met a kid named Robbie Layton who has a body shop, and he was out there at, at Off-Road Expo. He's new to the off-road world. Like, he just happened. He built a real rig called the Golden Nugget, which apparently – that was done in conjunction with, I guess, with KMC or BFG or one of those guys, right? They sold 500,000 shirts with a golden nugget on it when they released it. 500,000 shirts on this little, because they kind of pushed it on. And because it was seen um, on Matt's off-road recovery, because he kind of like was a network through a bunch of different groups, this little brig, which is a Suzuki Samurai called the Golden Nugget, was getting all kinds of attention. And it was primarily a project he was working on, and but all these others were part of it. It just was a great little project. Anyway, he's got himself a JK, had a fire problem. And so if you've checked out his video, check it out. But it's we'll link it in the show notes. Um, and it has some medical offenders on it. So we reached out to him just to introduce ourselves. Great guys. But there are the guys like that who are really genuine. Um, but he's built up his following, not on Jeep and off-road. He's built up his following because he's a really good auto body shop. And he's a young kid who has a very successful auto body shop. And so he does hot rods. He does, you know, mu- muscle cars, all that kind of stuff. You go to his, you go to his um, YouTube channel and it's a, it's a beautiful Dodge charger that looks pretty stock on the, on the cover. So that's the kind of stuff he's used to. He's not used to the off-road world, right? So he's kind of crossing over into our world, which some could say is the same thing that Lightbright did. They had a little channel going that was just all about, doing the uh the the drifting up their jeep yeah but drifting they started out with drifting and racing yeah yeah and and you know and uh and and britney hanging out on her bed talking about poetry or something i don't know there's all kinds of stuff they did before they discovered their niche which was playing on jeeps um Mm -hmm. or in jeeps or with (laughs) jeeps whatever you want to call it Um, again again it's longevity like um mm. you know this is all so new uh, to what we consider the influencers, they've been out there for four years, five years at the most. We're talking about people who have spent their life building their businesses and things like that. Yeah. I, again, will there be longevity to any of it? Um, what is next? When YouTube is gone, when Facebook is gone, what is that next thing? I mean, who knows? We don't know. And, but you have to recognize when it happens, right? Right. You know, right now what's gone is, is um, Facebook advertising and Google advertising and all of that stuff just doesn't have, it doesn't have the, the pool. Now what has, unless what, you're what, Kim Kardashian, even then she just started her own VC fund and you know, only doesn't work for her either. What works for her is the 2 million followers that she has on Instagram. Well, you is, saw, so to make the, 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 she's gotten fined over a cryptic, or a, a um, cryptocurrency uh, post. Mm. She was paid $250,000 to a make post. a post, a single post. And the FCC went, well, wait that. a second. You were paid to to promote a, a, a cryptocurrency and it was an ad and she hashtagged ad in it. Well, it's no big deal because she agreed to pay the $1.3 million fine because that's no big deal when you're worth $2 billion. But you know, it's remember. interesting about it's interesting about that because they're trying the SEC and the FCC are all trying to say, well, these are just these are just they just fall all cryptocurrency falls under the same guys as as stocks and stuff. And and, and that's because they're just now doing this right a right. year ago, two years ago. Nobody cared, but right. they've they started looking at these assets. And now they're putting these rules in place. Well, these rules aren't really like I mean, really. I once can't there's, talk once there's money to be made, they will figure once out a way to money. get their hand in it. Yes. Right. And yes. for Kim Kardashian, it's like, oh, I'll pay the fine. That's fine. Whatever. My just my stock just went up. My value just went up even more. Right. Yeah. Plus talk she, about me some more. Plus, yeah. because she is um, she has her VC fund now. She has to play nice with them because now she's she's got two billion dollars or something under asset management. Right. Right. Probably with a 20 percent carry, meaning that she gets every year the v, the fund gets 20% carry back as part of their quote unquote management fees. So uh, not yeah. exactly uh, uh, hurting. 
No, no, no. Uh, I, I wish somebody paid me quarter million dollars to make a post. Yeah, I, I probably could find somebody who would. I'm just not sure you'd want to do what the post is. Heck, I, I'd even go, I, I'd, I'd build a whole dang hundred yard fence if I got a hundred or two hundred fifty thousand a post. A hundred yard fence. You know how many posts <laughs> I'd have on that fence? I put a post every eight feet. Good man. Good man. <laughs> on that note. Uh, oy vey. So uh, next, so now next event for you guys is is what? Uh, the next formal thing is really some pre-running for Death Valley. Um, again, well, she's got Ladies Off-Road Network coming up, and I've got this group from uh, from Moab coming through Colorado. And then, uh, but then we'll be headed towards towards Death Valley and trying to put that trip together. Then we've got SEMA, and then we do have our Death Valley event. Now, Ladies Off-Road Network, is there still availability? How do people find out about it? How do people hook up to it? Can people um, Ladiesoffroadnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, she hasn't closed any registration yet. Um, if you're not a member, it costs a little more. But she also has wilderness first aid. So if you need to get certified for permits or anything else, she does have a three-day class for the wilderness first aid, which I'm doing. There also, um, with that, you get the advert training which is an advanced emergency situation training mm. um, for all kinds of emergencies. And then I'm doing the Tread Lightly Trail Trainer. That way I can speak on behalf of Tread Lightly and train others and uh, be able to have the media and the things that we need while we're out on our adventures to teach these people about Tread Lightly. Um, the convention is kind of in the middle. Um, there are some classes like navigation, how to back a trailer, um, basic mechanics, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, meeting some pretty substantial women in the industry. We have guest keynote speakers every night. Um, like so you. a lot of training, a lot of a lot of education for women. So she also has two-day trail training in Moab two days after the convention's over. Um, I offered to help her. She said she didn't need any help, but we got to get to Death Valley and figure out what we're doing. <laughs> figure out what what's open what's not we'll have more information coming soon guys i promise we're just trying to make the best of what we have right now so well do an awesome job by the way speaking about tread lightly if you go to treadlightly.org mm-hmm. uh, they are giving away a jeep i and, did register uh, for that so <laughs> nice nice i don't um, win anything it just it goes to help tread lightly so that was my main thing and uh our friends at mischief maker mischief maker tv Mm-hmm. Um, helped to coordinate putting this together. So it looks like five dollars for one entry, twenty for five entries, fifty for fifteen entries, and three dollars per entry after fifty bucks. And you can do that. You can. There's different level of memberships that you can actually join and get it. And then you have uh, the tour. You can see actually on their website where the Jeep's going to be. So um, uh, October Trail Hero at the BF Goodrich Garage. Okay, so the next opportunity. Is October third through eighth at Trail Hero at the BFG Garage. I don't see anything after that, and I don't know when they're actually giving it away. When are they going to do? It'll be the... soon. It'll be within the week, I believe. I don't remember uh, the exact date. So ten. Oh, ends at eleven fifty nine p.m. on ten six twenty two is the last okay. chance yeah. to enter, which means they maybe they're giving it away at Trail Hero because Trail, Trail Hero is until the eighth. Okay. Last chance, guys, then, if you want this, and it's a pretty, pretty badass Jeep. If you look at the website, the only thing that it actually has medical fenders on it instead of the cut fenders that are on it in the image. Um, and it has, uh, I don't even know what else they put on it, but um, it's a pretty, pretty badass Jeep. And by the way, they're wheeling it. Like, this is not a, built, a, a rig that was built and has been untouched. It's actually been wheeled. They've taken it out there and played with it. So you can get a Jeep that actually has, the, you know, the, the kinks shake, shooken out. Shooken? Shooken, shooken, shaken out, shooken. Shooken, not stirred. <clears throat> shooken. <laughs> hey, something I forgot to mention about Offroad Expo that people may have who are following us know, but we released, we showed off two products there. Yes. The first was one that you guys had seen before, but we actually had one on site, and that was our new Rock Sport Reservoir shocks with the full audible clicker. I mean, literally, like when you do the click, it's like click, 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 and you can hear the clicker. You can audibly hear the clicker. You know that it's changing. And there is a significant difference between one, two, three, and four. I mean, there's a valving difference. It's not just like variations of gray. It is actual <laughs> like black, white, red, blue. But it's, it nice. is different. Nice. So it is, um, that's cool. 
So we were showing that off. And then um, also, and the really cool thing, and this is stuff that we've been working on for a while, was the JK Rear Bolt-On Long Arm Kit. So for those of you out there who have bought our, our compound suspension over the years, we have our four and a half inch lock and load compound suspension or four and a half inch uh, four link or five and a half inch lock and load compound suspensions. Those suspension systems had the DB3 rear and they still do. And it's still a great setup for most people. Um, it easy on, it bolts on, it works great. If you want to take your rig to the next level though, we now have a bolt on rear long arm kit. You cut off the stock brackets, you line this thing up, you mark a few places, you put a few drill holes through, uh, you have a combination of some crushed sleeves and really cool. I mean, very, you've seen a flag nuts. Most flag nuts are about like, you know, three or four inches long. Like, there's a, this, essentially it's like this long. It's a, it's a bracket that goes in. It's oh. about, about for those that can't see, it's like, you know, it's, it's literally, it's a 12 inch fish. I mean, this is, this is that long big thing and it goes inside that goes right inside of there and it goes back and it actually helps to to bolt it all in so it's a great overall setup very well designed bolt on rear long arm kit boosted on our cloak three with 40 inch tires fully aired up like 40 inch tires fully aired up um you know i easily went up on that 32 inch ramp obviously we used the forklift to get up there but the tires were fully aired up there was easily four inches more before it even touched bump stop. I mean, there was more nice. could go. It was, it was pretty awesome. Corey is very familiar with the long arm kits because you have it on the LJ. It is one hell of a system. We are of course going to have it on the JL coming soon. Um, so it's just going to be the next level, the next level, the next level. So we are pretty proud about that. It's available really quickly, uh, probably next week as a add-on kit. If you already have a JK with a DB3, you can just un unbolt the DB3 and put this one on. Um, and by the way, your DB3, probably, unless it's been all beat up, it's going to be an easy thing to sell. You put out there and put it on social media, whatever. And the next guy needs to buy it. Cause he's trying to build up. He's going in stages too. Right. Right. And, or the full on kits, which will be the front lock and load or four leg kit and then the rear a long arm. And that's awesome. I think Corey will be pretty happy with this. Cause one of the biggest things we see on the CTI trailer is how many times long arm kits hit the frame. Yep. And, uh, we didn't see that on this kit. So awesome. it's, it's pretty good. Really good CTI scores. Cool. Now we cool, have a cool. yard full of um, parts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a whole bunch of brand new Jeep parts. Um, uh -huh. We have a whole suspension, Mopar suspension sitting in the yard now. Yeah. Mopar. I think I already sold the rear bumper, so. Nice. <laughs> Every one of them. It's okay. If you want to sell them, it's fine. Or if you guys, anybody's been watching the Dahmer, um, oh, the Jeffrey Dahmer show. There was a scene where um, they were actually going to be auctioning off all of the little tools oh. and stuff, all the stuff that he used to try to raise money for the families. And one guy buy, goes in and buys yep. the whole lot yep. and buries it. it. Yep. That's Buried what I was thinking. It. I think like you could do the same thing with the Mopar parts. Take them out of circulation. If we the, bury the world, them, won't the world it doesn't need Jeep? more. Huh? Oh, will it? If we bury them, it may grow another Jeep. Well, then I'm going to bury them. Oh, that's that would be so cool. Do I get to wish while I'm watering it? You know, for what I, I want. I'm thinking you have to you have to make a YouTube video now where you bury all the Mopar parts, and, you get, <laughs> and then and then a little sprout comes up and a little tiny little tiny Hot Wheels that would be goes and grows little out, control arm and then, and then it, be, oh. it kind of it kind of grows into a into like a, a a renegade and then maybe into a Cherokee and eventually it's a full size you know gladiator or something right like time lapse so yeah. now time you lapse, need to talk exactly. to Disney to get what's the the guy the gold guy this is the way oh my brain the Disney gold guy Disney gold guy this is the way this um, is the way this is the way what's his name the 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 guy from Star Wars not Boba Fett. Okay. Anyway, there. This is the way. There's a new meme that says "Gold is the way," and oh, oh, this is the he way. is all in gold. Oh, gold oh, oh, oh! The Mandalorian. Need to make a new commercial. The Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. He's all go. in gold. Okay. So they got him. So he's he all upgraded. in gold, and he says, "Gold is the way." Oh. So. That's, yeah, there he goes. So the Mandalorian just endorsed Metal Cloak. Yes. Sorry, you're right. I, it's I. I can easily claim that. It's obviously yeah. it's there. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fine. It, we've been fully endorsed by the Mandalorian. Uh, I'm going to get really course, rain for if he's using gold. It's, it can't. It's got to be gold zinc chromate because he needs to be yes. protected against the elements. That's right. It's how he doesn't rest. That's yeah. right. It's the best armor ever. Best armor ever. 
So, uh, yeah, that'll be cool. I don't even know how we got that far, but, um, I got <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Bury all the parts, take them out of circulation. They don't need to be, you're selling them to people. And it's like, really, you do that to somebody else. That's they're just, I thought, seeds. I thought you cared about people seeds. better. Deep seeds. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, another uh, crazy and uh, heartfelt episode that was all over the place, but that's what we do. That's and what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, get back to all your build. How long before? So is is your 392 or, or not a three? Excuse me. I wish you had a 392. I wish you had the 392. I totally wish jail. I did too sometimes, yeah. but yes. Yeah. High velocity. My high velocity 2.0 turbo. Yes, we know you could. So get the suspension should the be done by the time I get back down there. Yeah, because I want to go back. The heart of a 392. You're right. right. Once we get back out there, the suspension is pretty much all done. We're still waiting on a couple things, but the uh, wheels, the wheels should be here by the end of this week. Still hunting some tires down. Martine. Yeah, our so buddy. What did you, you choose for wheels? Um, some some Raceline uh, defenders that. They're very okay. they're nice. gunmetal gray. They kind of match the ones on the the, the Dodge truck and the Gladiator. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. And then what are you getting from Martine? We're gonna run XTs on the um, 37 inch XTs on wow. my yellow JL. Yeah, well, yeah. the yeah. JL. My other one is bald. Her tires are bald. <laughs> bald. So they're four years old and wow. been raced on a few times. So they yeah. it's time. Well, they were we finally used. Found you, the hole in my tire. You, they were used it, when you put them on there, right? You didn't. You didn't get brand new tires onto that one. Mm-mm. No, you got hand me downs from Corey. Uh, no, they no. were actually on her her race, race jeep, jeep back in, oh, in Oklahoma. Okay. okay, they've been they've been around, and the fact mm-hmm. that they've got any tread on them is still kind of amazing to me. But yeah, I plugged one of the holes last weekend, and and it doesn't leak air anymore. But um, yeah, we need to reach out to our our friends and and. Martin's busy. Yeah, everybody's been busy. busy, So everybody's busy. All right. Speaking of which, I know you guys are busy. We got stuff to do too. So I am just going to sign off and say, hey, for all of our modern jeepers out there, you know how to get a hold of us. Matt's at mohook.com, Corey at mohook.com, Jesse at mohook.com, moderngeeperadventures.com, moderngeeper.com, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, we were talking about instructions. You can find all of our instructions at metalhookconstructions.com, which are hosted on the Modern Jeeper forum. Dot com. That's right. Kind of funny how it all works together. Yeah. Anything right, else you want to add before we sign off? I think we're good. Comments awesome. on Moab. Save the trail. That's yep. right. That's done. right. Thank you yep. all of you who uh, who responded positively to last week's episode. Don't let it stop. Continue to share, 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 right. and share. We this fight is not over, and nope. they will never. The opposition will never stop fighting to fulfill their sure. psychotic needs. Um, uh-huh. so we can't stop either. That's right. All right. Well, that being said, friends, we'll see you on the trails. Cheers. See ya. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.